0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie Flinchball here with a, another episode of the People Solve Problems podcast. And today we're here with Ron Pereira. Ron, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Jamie? I'm great. So we've done this a few times the other way where you've, <laughs> you've been uh, the host and I've been the guest. So I'm excited yeah, to this is fun. flip the tables on you a bit. But uh, Ron is a, you know, well-known, especially for anybody on LinkedIn, I think. Um Uh, as active as as he and his organization are, but is the co-founder and managing director of Gemba Academy, uh, which is a subsidiary of the Forum Media Group, uh, a recent uh, uh, transformation for Gemba Academy. Uh, He's been very passionate about helping others leverage Lean and Six Sigma in order to make the world a better place. And I have to say that the spirit in which you engage people uh, uh, certainly mirrors that, uh, culturally and behaviorally. So thank you for, well, for being thanks. a positive <laughs> voice in the in the world of lean and, and Six Sigma. Thanks. So, you know, you've produced a lot of content over the years. You've done a lot of, you know, training, mostly, you know, virtually to video, uh, et cetera, yeah. lots and lots of content, which really meant you've needed to cast a wide net, a wide aperture, as I like to say, around things like problem solving. So I'd love to hear from you because you kind of have to be a little unbiased in this approach is how do you explore and experiment with, adopt, integrate different problem-solving techniques uh, throughout your, you know, throughout your history as both a user and as a teacher?
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's, yeah, good question. I uh, I mean, just start even just for myself, even prior to Gimba Academy, um, as a young sort of engineer and got into various continuous improvement movements, if you will, I actually started more on the Six Sigma side just because the company I worked at, that's what they were doing. Um, And then later met John Miller, my now business partner, and (laughs) the whole world of lean was introduced to me. Right. But even back then I felt like one of my, one of the opportunities that I had was that that I had a pretty good understanding of things like Six Sigma, project management, lean. And so I was able to sort of, you know, pick and choose what I believed was the right methodology for that particular situation. Um, And so like, I'm a big believer in, you know, um, you know, learn as much as you can (laughs) about all aspects of continuous improvement and don't get so hung up. And sometimes you'll see the hardcore, you know, Six Sigma camp or the lean camp or the Theory of Constraint camp, and they're very passionate about their camp, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> right. that's cool. Your camps are all really cool. <laughs> you know, I can learn from all of you. And, and I too, I try to learn from all of them. And so that's probably my my approach from problem, pol- problem solving is, you know, try to understand a, a variety of approaches, methodologies, if you will. And sometimes it's as straightforward as let's just go d- try, let's try this experiment. It's not, you don't need to overcomplicate it. Right. Right. And just get in, don't always need a big project charter or something, you know, sometimes you do, but sometimes it's like, Hey, we've got this thing. Let's go try this and see what we learn. And so, I don't know, that's sort of my approach is to try to understand, you know, a, a bunch of different approaches to problem solving and then pick the one that I believe will have the best chance for of success, you know, early on. Um, and then, Then experiment and learn, you know, that's what it's all about. Experiment and learn, experiment and learn. And don't, don't, don't have that mindset of like, don't be so sure as they say within our, you know, lean community sometimes, like, don't be so sure you think you know what the answer is. Like, it's okay to have a hypothesis, but let's test that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's great. I mean, if you look at a lot of the places that you would go to for fairly dogmatic extraction of learning those have all evolved right and and so if if, you know even the dogmatic even the source of dogmatic material isn't isn't fixed yeah exactly changes and exactly I, i think you've you know i i guess i've been able to watch you evolve in your your thinking not all the way back to that history um but but you know as you continue to create new content and evolve the content of Gamba academy um and i think i do enjoy how you you do take a wide aperture approach. I I try to do that as well. I'm probably not as good as you at, at sort of, I don't say mentally cataloging, you know, the source material, right? What was the original intent? I kind of grab things, integrate them and then forget where they came from. Uh, but uh, I don't know if there's a wrong approach there, but the point yeah. is, you know, learning learning and uh, and integrating, experimenting, right? Like let's yeah. go try it, I think is, is, is yep. key. So, uh, so, so one of the hardest parts about you know problem solving, I believe, um, and and actually an area where I think both lean and Six Sigma, I don't say fall short, but are underwhelming in how much substance they give us in terms of training, is the the actual creation of ideas, right? which which I like to call ideation, is usually referred to as brainstorming, but. Um, but, so, you know that's that's a challenge. We don't get a lot of ideas for that and, and direction around that because it's hard. So so, how do you how do you approach that uh, either you know, with your own team, for yourself, or in your training? How do you think about ideation or brainstorming?
1: so my my two uh, colleagues that uh, John Miller and Kevin Meyer, so the three of us co-founded Gimba Academy. Um, back in 2009. And so we're still the the management leadership team of the, of the company present day. And uh, we've got a really interesting way. I think maybe Kevin probably gets credit for this. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we it's not very sophisticated. So I'm not going to blow anybody away with, oh my gosh, that's what they do. But I'll tell you what we do when we have something that we want to flush out, or we want to just really come up with different uh, ideas or Maybe it's a risk assessment or something like that. Kevin starts a Google document and he shares it with me and John. And he starts typing on it. I open it. I'm typing on it. John opens it. He's typing on it. And then everybody goes away for a day or two. And then I'll have more idea. I open it back up. I start. We just put everything we can. Or, or John's famous for highlighting one of mine and asking a follow up question. And I'm like, well, well, here's why I said that. And by the end of it, we've got this big thing, right? <laughs> and that then Kevin does a great job of sort of distilling it down then into the sort of the key points or the main points. But I'm telling you, we have come up with so many great ideas and and, and solve some actual, some real operational problems and and, you know, just various things with just that It's just all about collaborating and having a a way, whether you're in a room with post-it notes and, you know, we've all done that as well. That's also beautiful, you know, but just having a way for everyone's voice to be heard. And, you know, some people have more powerful personalities than others. And so that's the challenge of, you know, verbal only because Mm -hmm. a big mouth like me, I won't shut up, you know, and, you know, John might be more quiet, but he's got, way better ideas than I do more than likely, you know, so we need to find a way for someone who might not be as outspoken to have that voice. So that's, that's sort of our approach is that we just find we're not together. We're all in different States. So, you know, finding a a, a digital platform like Google drive or something like that, that works for us, but that's my, my, I, that's how I go about it and how we go about it. Now we've got some other classical ways. Like I am a big believer in Get a piece of flip chart paper and just start writing, you know, and get ideas and start writing. Don't paraphrase, you know, that's the other thing. Do not paraphrase someone (laughs) when they're, when they say something, write what they said on the flip chart paper and also flip the page people. (laughs) How many times do you see like, oh, we only got one piece of paper. So the guy's writing really small. No, no, no. Flip the page and keep going. Right. So, but just finding that way for people to have their voice heard. You know, I think is uh, is the secret, at least for, yeah. for, from my perspective.
0: Yeah, no, it's a lot of great nuggets there. You know, as a as an introvert myself, when it when it came to problem solving, I always found my my passion for the problem uh, and the passion for the idea would outweigh my introversion, right? But yeah, I'd get it out there. I'd advocate yep. hard, but but you know that 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 it certainly is a barrier, and I think finding other ways to engage all the people. And then, as, as you said, being in in three different locations, um, you know, many times three different time zones, it's yeah, it's quite challenging. So you kind of need other tools. I know, I know some people. I use, I use I've used Miro for for a while now, and and there's other tools for for such collaboration. You know, they just as soon as there's a discussion that requires collaboration, they start a new Miro board. And then boom we can use post-its yeah. we can write stuff we can dump documents whatever we need to do just free reign so yeah uh, so so that's that's pretty cool. so let, let me um, let me ask a follow-up because because I, I think this is an interesting dynamic which is challenging for some people is the three of you as co- as, as the co-founders have have been together a long time. And so how much do you rely on knowing how each other think, trusting each other, all of that to do that collaboration and that brainstorming. So so what are the what are the ingredients that the three of you sort of already bring to the table before that Google Docs even op- opened. Yeah, wonderful question.
1: I and I feel like we are lucky. You know, we just I believe in business there's a lot To say for luck, (laughs) right? Um, You know, we are. We started this company in March of 2009. So if you want to open up the S and P 500 and go back to March of 2009, you'll see this like the bottom of the bear market kind of thing. So timing, you know, we were lucky. But I still also think we're very lucky that the three of us are so radically different. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, um, we're. I mean, we're different in many ways, in just our personalities politically, you know, everything we're all, we're just wildly different. And I think that's been our greatest strength and the way that we make it our strength is that we deeply respect one another Mm -hmm. deeply. Like I know exactly where Kevin and John land on, much any topic of this world and they know where I land. And so we respect each other. So that that's where it begins, like even before you think about your professional skills and all that kind of stuff. Um just having a deep, deep respect for one another. Doesn't mean we agree, um, but we do we respect, right? So it starts there. But taking it a step further, we we all just right out of the gate, all sort of um, understood, even without saying it, what our strengths were. like I was the guy on all the videos in the beginning. I'm not in really very many of them anymore, but um, <laughs> but, but in the beginning, I, I didn't care. I'd do it. I, I did a lot of training and I didn't mind doing it. I liked training. Um, and so I was the person on video. Kevin's always been sort of our financial wizard, CFO kind of guy. Kevin's or uh, John's always been super smart on content and all the rest of it. And so we all sort of found our, our niches. Um, um, but then as it relates to sort of like how we deal with problems, we, we, I think we tap all of our, our strengths individually as we're going through a particular problem. So there might be something that's more financially motivated, if you will. And like I know enough to be dangerous on the financials, but you know, Kevin's our our guy, right? And so, right. so sometimes your skill set and your knowledge stack, if you will, is going to dictate who sort of takes the lead on that. Right. Um, you know, I'm pretty decent with people and that sort of thing. And so that's why I'm kind of the managing director. Now, so like from a organizational perspective, like I'm kind of running the company. I mean, technically John and Kevin report to me as weird as that is. Right. You know, um, but But again, it's all about respect and it's all about collaboration Um, and, you know, just doing what's best for the company and taking any sort of selfish motivation or pride or ego and just sort of laying that on the ground and saying, no, 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 there's no place for pride. There's no place for ego. It's for our company. And so what's the best, best use of our individual talents for this company? Does that
0: make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And as you're talking through that and reflecting on my, my time uh, as, as co-founder with Andy Carlino and, you know, we, we started off actually very different and, and that, that made us very strong. What, what I found is that we spent so much time together. We, we probably were very similar by the time we were done Yeah, with that run. Um, and, uh, but we did, you know, we, we did our own methods and we reserved, uh, you know, what, what's a, what's a together decision? What, what are we so sure we know how the other thinks we can, we can make it alone, but, yeah. um yeah so I'm reflecting on some of some of my own experiences as you talk through that, that mm-hmm. story. yeah so uh so let's start about roles in problem solving um that 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 whole story helped illuminate that anyway right because you all have some different roles but also collaborate um you know and, and again you come at this as as a a, a guy running an organization but also, you know, as a teacher, instructor, coach of, of this stuff, but how, how do you make decisions around roles and problem solving? Uh, you know, everything from you know owning it to delegating it, to sponsoring it, to coaching it, there's so many different options that we can play different roles. So how do you, how do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Like I'm a big believer in the, this is the Toyota Kata community sort of came up with this phrase. It wasn't mine, but have a coach be a coach, you know? And I really do, believe in that, um, in that there's, you know, obviously the people who, you know, you know, report to me, you know, they're going to look to me for, you know, advice as far as, you know, from a leadership perspective. And so I'm there to support them. But, uh, but early on in my career, I would say that even when that was the case, I had the tendency to be like, well, I can do that. You just give it to me and I'll fix it you know? (laughs) And, and I realized quickly that first of all, that's not scalable. And then secondly, I'm, I mean, I can sell, but I'm not as good as Jennifer uh, Scott at selling, you know what I mean? And so I got to be able to leverage the strengths of my, of my colleagues and I'm not doing them or the company any favor by pretending that I can, you know, solve the problem better than they could. So again, I think, it, that that whole thing of pride and ego can just get in the way of um, of 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 problem solving because you just you just you selfishly want to fix it for your own dopamine hit, mm-hmm. you know. And you, you really need to get over that and 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 find a way to get that dopamine hit when you see your colleague or your you know your, your your you know subordinate or even your superior solve that problem and you played a part in that. You can still feel good about that, right? right so um but i don't know like and delegating is so difficult for some people um but you've you've you know even folks on my team who have people reporting to them i see them holding on i'm like you gotta let go <laughs> you gotta let go you gotta have trust trust the process you know have a good process trust that process monitor that process If the process isn't working we can make tweaks to the process but you've got to you've got to entrust that process and not try to do it all yourself Mm -hmm. um because you just you know one person is not scalable right right? so
0: no and i i love where you you started was that you know have a coach be a coach is you know is the reason we don't let doctors self-medicate right um it's it's easy to have blind spots it's it's easy not to ask yourself all the right tough questions and and, and and I think we all need somebody to challenge our thinking. They don't have to know even a lot about problem solving. If you just say, "Hey, challenge, challenge me, um, yeah. poke at it." Um, so, Kata provides a method. Um, a lot of problem solving provides a method, but but fundamentally, the role is just sometimes you're just there to challenge someone's thinking and ensure that they're they don't have blind spots, their heads aren't down, and and they're knowing yeah. what they sh- what they shouldn't. So, yeah, exactly. So you know, as you mentioned, you kind of take care of the—I'll say—the people side, right, of, of the organization, and and, and Gemba Academy has always had a uh, you know serve serve the many people in the organization, sort of I'll say philosophy or or a, a strategy as opposed to just giving content learning to the critical few. Um, but but that that means you know coaching, as you just talked about how does it meet the needs of of the individual meets meets the needs of the team. And so both as a, as a, as a boss, as a leader, and again, as an instructor, how how do you modify adjusting Mm -hmm. to the needs of, of of the coachee or the, yeah.
1: So I'm a big believer in, you know, uh, behavioral based sort of temperaments and not, not as straightforward as introvert extrovert. I mean, that's a very, you know, it's not always as straightforward as that. Right. And so um, there's this, the whole movement called NLP, which I don't, I'm not to pretend to be an expert in it. Neuro linguistic programming, like just trying to understand the person that you're trying to connect with, but what makes them work. Right. And so, you know, if I'm dealing with a colleague who I know is, you know, kind of soft spoken or, you know, just not real excitable or whatever I'm going to, I'm going to try to for sure respect that and try to sort of meet them where they are. Um, So I think a a big part of being a good coach and being a good leader is being able to, you know, put the learner at at ease, as we say, in the TWI movement, you know, put the learner at ease and really try to help them relax and be comfortable and trust and trust is earned obviously over time. Mm -hmm. But when you're able to, you know, have a comfortable interaction with someone, that's that's such an important step that I think is often missed. And so, so that's that's what I try to do. I mean, you can quickly you can talk to someone for five seconds and you have an understanding of kind of where this person's temperament is coming from. And it might even be that they're having a really bad day, right? Right. And you just hear that in their voice. And so you know, you can show empathy or whatever it might be, whatever. It's not that you're trying to be fake. You're not. You're trying to be authentic, but you're trying to authentically connect with that person and put them at ease so that you and them can have the best use of your time together. Right. And so I think that's the the approach of it, whether it's, you know, PDCA, PDSA, whatever. It's not as important in my opinion, <laughs> you know, because it all works. You just got to do it. Right. Right. Um, but it's about people. My dad used to tell me that he said, Ronnie, it's about people. You got to learn how to deal with people. And he preached that over and over and over as a young man. And especially in college and early in my career, when my dad was still alive. And I just remember that, like how, how passionate he was about, it's all about people. And obviously within our lean movement, amen. Right. That's what we're all about is people. So
0: wonderful, not probably not a a better way to end than a tribute to your your dad and what he taught. So that's that's fantastic. So thanks for being a guest. Uh, You know, Ron Pereira, uh, a leader, a learner, a coach. Really appreciate you sharing your, your experience and your wisdom with us today.
1: Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the People Solve Problems podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Visit jflinch.com for more episodes and other content. And continue to join us on your podcast app, of course. We greatly appreciate your feedback through reviews and ratings. Consider expanding your understanding of problem-solving with Jamie's book, People Solve Problems, The Power of Every Person, Every Day, Every Problem. Available on Amazon. Until next time, keep learning, innovating, and solving problems.